It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard the uh, Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Kicks off with a great week this week uh, because of two huge ancient rivalries. Well, one's a, a much older than the other. Portion on Northern only became a school what in like the 60s? 65. That's a long time ago. It now. is, but when you compare it that to was before I was born and I'm old. When you compare it to Marysville and Marine City that I think go back to the 20s or 30s. Like oh, we when, only keep when it was the, back to the 50s. I know. But when <laughs> when it was the Dreamers and the Wildcats playing in that rivalry. Nobody um, remembers that. No. Well, there's probably one or two people out there, Dennis. There's probably so? one or two. But no, this is going to be a really fun show. Uh, it's going to be a, a big preview episode. And we still have at least one big BWAC matchup. Like you said, Dennis, we're into the point where it's a big BWAC matchup. Every week from yeah. here on out. From from here until the end of that, that BWAC schedule, we'll have games that will hopefully tell us who are, who are the actual elites and who are the teams that are almost elite and who are the teams that are pretenders. Because here's the thing. The fourth best team, the BWAC, could still be a good football team. Really but, good. But the top of that league is... Like really we've good. said, is could be state good, but let's not take any time. We're going to spend a ton of time on the big two rivalry games and then, of course, the BWAC, so let's get right to it. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Port here on Northern, Port here on High, the Crosstown Showdown this year. Uh, unofficially, it's for the Mac Blue title. Um, yeah okay it's for it's for the mac blue title well i mean there math there are three mathematically weeks in the league season and each team will have two games remaining that they will have to win to be like the, the tigers weren't champions. mathematically eliminated from the playoffs till like a week and a half ago but they were eliminated but it, at Memorial Day. But, but it was, but whatever. Anyways, Northern leads the all-time series. I'm just going to give you some some random stats here. Northern leads the all-time series 36-21. to 21. The average uh, score uh, difference for the first 51 games. So the average margin of victory? Yes, was 19 points. That is a substantial margin of victory. In the last six meetings, it's eight points. And it, it – that deflated a little. And the two teams are three and three in the last six minutes. Oh, six minutes. Six, <laughs> six games. With Portier and High scoring 101 points in those six games and Northern scoring 98. This is as close as this series. I mean, we say it all the time. It's the golden age of this rivalry. Yeah. Um, this is what you want your big rivalry game to be. Yes, it's fun for one side when you show up and it's like, okay, can they keep it within 20? But... I mean, for us, it's going to be awesome. Memorial Stadium is going to be awesome. And I'm glad I don't have a rooting interest because if you did, you'd be sitting on pins and needles the whole game. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a nice, cool night. And, you, and if you get the breeze right, you'll smell those crab apples in the air. And it'll be, it'll be a fun high school football atmosphere. Take this for what you want to take it as. Okay. But um, pre-me... Pre-Dennis. Pre-me. 
So when did you, for those uninformed, when was the, pre the, you? Ni- the 1995 game was my first. Okay. So pre me. That's also pre, that's pre Brady too. Northern won 22 times, PH won six. Okay. Since I have been around covering this event, 15 wins for the Big Reds, 14 wins for the Huskies. Hmm. But in that, I mean, you take away the last six, so the the 23 or whatever before then, it was basically like 10 straight for Northern and then 10 straight for Portier on high, right? Well, well, when I first got into Talma, the very first game I did, Northern won in the last minute 40-36, to 36, and it was the 11th year in a row that they had won. I think won six or seven in a row after that, and then PH had a stretch where they won like 10 out of 12 years. Yeah, the, the, I think 2010 was the only one they that the only time PH lost to Northern from like 2004 to Larry Rollins. And in, and in all that, with one exception, there was a year Northern won 10 to nothing where it kind of caught people off guard. Everybody was like, oh, we weren't expecting that. Yeah. Every other time you could pick it without flinching who was going to win that football game, and the scores indicated – just how far a gap there was. Either Northern was way better yeah. or the Big Reds were way better. There was never a time where both teams were good at the same time until now. Yes, until about 2017, really 2018 yeah. is when it really heated up, and then 2019 is when it ascended to that next level. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about this year's game, though. Let's talk about the people that will be in red and white or blue and yellow and what your thoughts are. What side do you want to start with? you want to start with the north end or do you want to start with the south side? Well, I mean, the north end's 4-0. Yes. Uh, so let, let's start there and probably – they have the the biggest news, plus or negative, depending on which side you root for. Yeah, not having your senior captain Luke Fletcher won't be playing. Um, not having Kanye Cole, a receiver, won't be playing. Uh, it's those are two guys that are threats, and especially Luke Fletcher. I mean, he is a guy you basically take off. Okay. We're not running to whatever side he is. If he's in the middle, okay, try to run. Like, he is a guy that your quarterback, that Amari Holler would need to look and see where he is, that you need to identify every time he's on the field. That is a huge loss for Northern. And where I thought they had a big, substantial advantage in the trenches, I know PH has Noah Myuri, but I think overall – Northern has a stronger trenches. You lose your your commander, your your go to captain. That's going to play a huge difference Friday night, Dennis. Yeah, uh, the, these are the things that that Fletcher uh, would be problematic for for PH. Number one, rushing the passer. Amari Holler is actually really good throwing the football when he has time. Yes, you and- let Amari stand back there. And he'll throw some darts. Yeah, if you watch him ever play baseball. And he's got a talented group of receivers. Fletcher would get in there and cause havoc, and he forces quarterbacks to leave the pocket, to scramble, to run around. He gets in people's faces. He also affects the run game because he's in the backfield, sometimes tackling guys as they're getting the ball handed to them. And the Big Reds have been running real well. Amari Holler and Gavin Troy – have been really good for PH the the last three weeks. Fletcher is it's a big deal. They'll play it down at Northern and they'll take the next guy up 
mentality. Which you have to as a team. That's yeah. the, you want that mentality from your football team. They do have a guy that I'm going to call my wild card, Brady. Remember the name Heck. If I say Heck a lot during this football game, that's going to be a good thing for Northern. He's a really good player on the defensive side of the ball. He's not Fletcher, but he's good. And he's a guy that if he decides I'm going to step up my game, that will really help Northern. Yes, and you need someone to because you don't replace that production. And, and when you say Heck needs to have a good game, no, he doesn't have to be Luke Fletcher. You don't, you're not going to go from being a good defensive player to a D1 football player in one game in the biggest game of the regular season. What you can do, though, is step up, make yourself better, and in turn make the players around you, and we talk about it, make, replace him in the aggregate. Okay, let's say Luke gets two sacks and five hurries and seven tackles. Okay, if Hack can get one sack, three hurries, and four tackles, then he picks up a piece of the pie. If someone else can step up and get a couple other um, pressures in that situation, then you can really... <clears throat> excuse me, try to make up for him. But Dennis, uh, he's ma- he's probably the best defensive player in the area. And you lose him. Like, I know, Northern has to take the approach next man up because you you can't just put your head down and go, oh, well, we don't have Luke. We're not going to win. But facts are facts. And the fact is Luke Fletcher's a damn good football player. Yeah. And he won't be suited up Friday night. But that being said, PH's Luke Fletcher guy, Jake Allen, isn't playing in the football game either. Yeah, Luke Allen. Luke Allen, which uh, he's been out for, what, two weeks now? Yeah, uh, but and both coaches pointed this out. Like, Larry Rowan said, well, we don't have our big guy. They don't have theirs. And Coach Perkins said, they don't have their big guy, but we don't have ours. Right. So they were basically calling it a wash. But let me – throw another name into the mix who on the field Friday night might be the best lineman Noah Mayuri he has been the guy that coaches at PH raved about before the season and four games in are still raving about and he plays both sides and he is big strong physical smart kid he's going to be a factor for both sides as well now I, I I'm looking at this like Boink is having his best season at Northern. He's been terrific through the first four weeks offensively. We know the Big Reds are talented. They can score. It, I mean, if you look at the numbers, we, we could nitpick and narrow it down and say this guy's better than this guy, this guy, and probably come up with which offense we like better. But if you just look at the straight numbers, the offenses are about even. Defenses, you know, take out the first game right. for P.H., and the, the defenses are pretty much I give the, a slight you, edge to well, Northern. They're slight, giving up fewer points. Healthy Northern, you give the slight edge to. Again, I don't want to belabor the point, but you lose a defensive division one defensive end. That is not a minor loss. But special teams could be interesting in this one because Northern has been really good. They've blocked at least five punts this year. And in like two games, yeah, and and PH has struggled in this department. I think they gave up two kick returns to East Point, and they've had troubles with snaps uh, in the punting game and in the kicking game. 
Yes, and that's why in high school football you don't realize how important special teams are until you don't have it, until you need a touchdown and an extra point to win, and you're going, what are we going to do? Hello, Armada Marine City. Both special teams had chances to win the game before it ended. Um, Yeah, special teams is going to be a big one. And even if you punt it 15 yards down the field, the mental edge, I talk about it all the time, not giving up a blocked punt because when you hear that kick thwomp and it hits the guy on the chest or the arm, you feel the momentum shift 100%. Like it is, it is one of the biggest single plays, even if you give up an 80-yard touchdown pass or a pick six, a blocked punt might be the one play that changes momentum more than any other play in the ballgame. And that's what this game I, I just feel like is going to be. It's going to be a game of momentum. Um, and Northern's going to come out, and they're going to do Northern things. They're going to try to win first down, get into second and third and short, possess the football, drive the ball, run the clock. The more their offense is on the field, the less PH's offense is out there, the less Northern's defense has to do things in this game. So you know that's how the Huskies are going to play. I want to see how the Big Reds are going to play. And as we get into how the Big Reds are going to play offensively, something we very rarely, if ever, bring up, and I don't think we've brought it up this year, the weather. Forecast right now, as of time of recording, for Friday night in Port Huron, Michigan, high of 64, 10% chance of precipitation. So it's going to be a cool, dry night. I think that helps Port Huron High because we saw what happened when it became a mud bowl a year ago. Northern found a way to get 13 points on the board, and that's all they needed. Port Huron High went backwards through 48 minutes of football. Yeah. If it is a dry night, that is one check mark you give to the Big Reds because Amari Holler, like you said, he can throw it, but you know what else he can do? Hey, if you cover the guys down the field, you need to have eye discipline because he can roll out, and if your DBs start to cheat up to slow him down, guess what? Phew, 40 yards later and a touchdown. If you stay back, you better have a linebacker spying on him, keeping him at least contained because he will use those legs and he will run and he can burn you. Last year, I think against uh, it was Lance Cruz, I think he had an 85-yard scramble on like third and 20. For a touchdown, yeah. he well, can be. Didn't you. he have a big run against Northern last year for the first touchdown? Yeah. Of the game? Now that you say that, uh, no, because he didn't play last year. That's right, he didn't play because he didn't play. Oriole Gavin play. Troy didn't play. It was Oriole that did that. Um, so, yeah, those are going to be factors, and you couple that with Gavin Troy in the backfield. Who, again, you you talk to their coaches; they have been singing his praises this year because you you look at some of his highlights and they are ridiculous. Um, but it's the first test for both teams except PH with week one, but we all know how that went. But Port Huron High's offense is going to be far and away the toughest test for this Northern defense. Uh, I Again, I, I agree there. I, I, I love when these two teams are good. I love when the matchup is like this. Um, you know, it's, uh, again – I'm kind of leaning one way. The picks will be coming up later on in the show. Kind of leaning one way, but it's only been in maybe the last 12 hours that I've started leaning one way over the other. I I had a coin at home. I took out a black Sharpie, 
Uh, actually, it was an old poker chip. Put pH <laughs> on one side, PHN on the other, and I flipped it up in the air. Just in case I can't decide, I will go with what it landed on. Okay. Well, you have to tell us either way when the picks come along what it landed on. But, yeah, it's I, – again, I always wish this game would have – it seems like the last three times that neither side has been at full strength. There's been some external factor that has plagued this game. But either way, you, you go with the guys that are suited up. That's part of a, a team is your depth and injuries happen to both sides. Yeah, I just – Dennis – I I don't really know. I'm leaning one way too, but I don't like like you said. The picks might come around and I'll go, "No, no, 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 no. This is what's going to happen." And and when you're finally asked, it's just kind of what comes out. One more stat. Um the uh the teams have uh, played uh, two playoff games now in the last 3 years. The team that won the regular season game lost the playoff game. Yeah, both coaches know this, <laughs> and I pleaded with them not to throw the game. <laughs> yeah, because there's a real good chance we get a third playoff well, they'll game this at least year. Be in the same district. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't think we have to worry about that. No, 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 and, and the atmosphere we talked about this a year ago, and I think it still holds true. Whichever team can keep their composure, because it's going to be loud. Guess what? If Amari Holler or Hayden Prone or whoever breaks off a big play or you get a strip sack or a blocked punt, the crowd's going to get loud. And it's going to be a situation that some of the younger kids have not been in. Dennis, it's, it gets a little intimidating when both sides are full and you have both end zones standing and you have, what, 6,000 people there and a big play happens and you can hear the roar all over Port Huron. Uh, it's... Yeah, but I also I just feel like there's something special about this game, and the 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 kids usually don't disappoint. And no, certainly not in in recent history they have not disappointed. Well, and at least the the big names we've talked about for both sides have all been in this game. Yeah, before this last year for a lot of them it was the bright lights, and I mean talk about a kid stepping up. Nate Oriole had to come in at quarterback on seventy two hours notice a year ago, and won them the game. He's going to be another kid I, I, I want to give a little bit of love to because he is a weapon that Port Huron High can have. Now, again, you mentioned it at the very beginning, and it all comes back to this. Can you keep Amari Holler upright? Well, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Heck was the, the name for Northern. If I'm saying him a lot, I think things are going good for the uh, the Huskies. We say Jaden Ashford's name a lot. Oh, yeah. I think things are going good for the Big Reds. Yes, and and the key for Port Huron Northern offensively, you also mentioned, is stay on schedule. Hey, Port Huron High is going to hit the big flashy play. Now, Northern obviously would love to, but... And they've got more of that capability this year than they've had in past years. They do, but their their touchdowns are 20, 30 yards, not 70, 80 yards like you, you had seen in years past with a Theo Ellis or Allen Brook or something like that. But... Can't take big negative plays. Hey, second and seven's fine. Second and 12 puts you in a tough spot because then the, the pass rushers for Port Huron High can pin their ears back and start to attack you and wear them down because here's the other thing. More guys for Port Huron High play both sides than Port Huron Northern. If you keep that defense on the field, guess what? Those are a lot of the guys that play on offense too. So while your defense is getting a rest, their offensive players are taking a beating in a physical football game. Yeah. 
All right, anything else you want to add for this one? I, uh, we'll have Dave Taddy on later in the year. Don't worry. Uh, he requested <laughs> the Port here on Marysville game specifically, so he will be coming in in week nine. Um, he was great last year. Yeah, he, he was, and I wanted him back. Yes, this one, we asked he, him about this. He said, I want to do the, the Marysville. Yeah, we asked him, what, three weeks before the season yeah. started about this, and he's like, nope, week nine I'm coming in. So <laughs> that's why we don't have Dave Taddy on. Uh, but, again, w- I would be shocked if a team won by more than seven points either way. Because what the last, the well, not the playoff game, but the last two regular season games have come down to the final play of the game. Yes. Northern Northern actually completed a pass last year that got down to the 30 of Port here on high before who I forgot who caught it was tackled and Northern almost hit a miracle play to win it last year or at least tie it last year. So it'll be fun. It will be a lot of fun. And I don't want it to overshadow the big rivalry just to the south Marysville Marine City. This is a historic one. Dennis, we talk about a rivalry of runs. This basically, since football has been paid attention to, has been a rivalry of runs. Marysville does lead the all-time series 41-35, and all that damage was basically done from 1960 to 1990, where they won all the time, and since 2000, and let me, get, let me just double-check this, I believe since 2003, this was the turning point. Marine City or Marysville won the regular season matchup 19 to 14. Marysville was 10 and 0 or 9 and 0 going into the postseason. They matched up with Marine City, lost the postseason matchup 37-20, and since then Marysville has won one time. One time in just under two decades. And that was their 9 and 0 season in 2016. For years. This was the bugaboo for Marine City. When I got here in in the mid-90s, the Mariners were trying to figure out how do we beat the Vikings. If we could just beat the Vikings, that would change everything. They finally beat them, and it changed everything. And they never looked back. They have never because back. for those unfamiliar with this rivalry, essentially Marine City for – the entire decade of the 90s, really, was trying to figure out how do we do this consistently. They might get them once and then lose three straight. And they basically said, okay, we're going to take what you're doing and we're doing it down here. And they found a way to improve it as the old guard left at Marysville. The new guard at Marine City came through. The the Siskevich, the Glodich, the, the, um, all Scarcelli. the Scarcellis, the, the now Letson, all were there. And they've all been around that program for a long time. And... What you see Marine City today is what Marysville was 25, 30 years ago, and they have 100% flipped the script. Now, let's talk about this year's matchup because history doesn't mean nothing when you kick off on Friday I love night. your college education. History doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> I was hoping I'd slip with a double negative by you. No. But it's an interesting <laughs> feel with this game because Marine City's the favorite. They're three and one. Marysville's two and two. And if you play this game a hundred times, Marine City wins more than fifty times. But I think Marysville has a lot going for it. And Dennis, you saw some of it a week ago. 
and you saw some of it week one, don't be surprised if Marysville tries to control the time of possession because one spot where I do think Marysville has the size advantage is on the offensive line. Just like I said for Northern, if you stay on schedule, if you can get three, four yards a carry, that helps out a lot because you have your healthy running backs this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm. This is a Marysville team that I saw last week play. You know, their their best game in the last well, what thirteen games. This is the best that I've seen the Vikings play, and, and I think Lanfear is a decent team. Uh, I, I don't think they're bad by any stretch of the imagination, and I thought Marysville took it to them last week they had a little bit different approach than they had in the Elmont game the Elmont game they played a perfect almost a perfect first half and then they gave up a touchdown with like 10 seconds left in in the half and all that work kind of was for naught right and that was the moment where they were kind of deflated going in at halftime after playing so hard and being the better team that Elmont blitzkrieged them in the third quarter, and that's where that game got away from them. They didn't let that happen in the Lamphere game. No. Uh, in the Lamphere game, though, they didn't come out and try to control them. They attacked both sides of the ball. Their defense attacked. They were in the backfield disrupting plays all night long, and their offense attacked. It was Forward down the field, to quote a phrase, <laughs> and and to the tune of thirty eight points. Would the Vikings team yield? And they did not uh, last week. However, that being said, Lamphere's not Marine City. Marine City is a little bit different. I think size wise, these teams are similar. Marysville has a couple of bigger kids, but overall, as teams, they're about the same size. And they're both quick. Yes, they are. This is interesting. I think Marine City has a little more speed. I would give the edge. I mean, you have a Zach Tetler and an Anthony Rafino, who Anthony Rafino basically is their Swiss Army knife. He plays everywhere. Um, he's been he's kind of the the stir of the drink for for Marine City. But for Marysville, Dennis, when we went there in the preseason, we're talking to them at camp. What did they all say, all the coaches? What did they say about the Almont game? It's like playing Marine City. It's getting ready for that game in week one. You've learned from that. Hopefully you take that in the South Lake game and you grow from that because they didn't play poorly in any of those games. I mean, let's be honest. We didn't see the South Lake game, but they played one really bad quarter against Elmont and that sunk them. I don't. You can play the what-if game till the cows come home, but... If Marysville scores that first touchdown, there's a little maybe there's a little different feeling at halftime if you're up fourteen to seven instead of down seven to six or what have you. Now Marine City side. Zach Tetler's the best football player on the field. And a lot of times if you just pick the team with the best football player, a lot of the times, especially in high school, you're gonna be doing all right. I I would agree. Um Tetler's fantastic. So uh, for Marine, the the formula for Marine City is Tetler needs to be Tetler. Yes. Um, well, and you know he's you know he's going to be a markman. I'm I'm just saying if Zach Tetler has a Zach Tetler game, you you've got a 
better than 90% chance that Marine City is going to win the football right. game. But I don't want Paul Muscat and Anthony Rafino to go unnoticed because Zach Tetler did have three touchdowns against uh, Southlake, but he only had 80 yards, which now, is not only a, 80 right, yards. But a Zach that's Te- a lot of yards. Yes, but a Zach Tetler game is 200 to 250. Like, that's what a Zach Tetler game is. Paul Muscat and Anthony Rafino both went over 100 yards, which, yeah, okay, if you can stop 26. If you're not stopping two or four, it doesn't really matter if you're stopping 26. And the the thing with Marine City, and it was the same when I played, and it's the same when I see it now. They formation you to death, and they, they, they have the coaches up in the box, and they look for one thing. And they'll see just something a little different, and they have a back play or a play in their back pocket. And they wait for the perfect time, the back-breaking play, and usually they run it, and usually they hit it, and it's a play that you they've ran once in the last two years, and that's the one that takes it from 24-17 on third and eight to 31-17, good night, you're not winning this football game. Yeah, uh, Marysville needs production from Sakuchi. I don't think he played in this game last year. I no, he, he did not. Hurt. He was terrific last week against Lampere. He needs to be terrific this week against Marine City. And you know Marysville's going to focus on Tetler. They're saying, don't let Tetler beat us. Marine City's going to be saying, don't let Sakuchi beat us. Sakuchi has to find a way to get through that attention yes. and get his. Can I offer you Tyler McKinney being a big piece as well? Well, it's interesting, though, because they used him different against Lamphere. He hardly lined up in the backfield and hardly ran the football. They used him as a tight end and a split end, and they threw the ball to him. Right, which, if my humble opinion, um, I would want him in the backfield for this game because Sakuchi did such a good job in the backfield last week, you didn't need Tyler McKinney back there. Hey, you could have him seal an edge and let Sakuchi go to work. Marine, Marine City's defense is going to be better than Lamphere's. And what you need from McKinney, at least what I hope to see, what I would do if I was game planning is hurt them up the middle. McKinney is a tough son of a gun. I mean, he He's runs hard. To bring hard. So run him and try to run behind your two, your, your big offensive linemen because, again, Marysville will have the biggest kids on the field. Just get those four yards a pop. He's the one that I think McKinney is the one that you can get those four or five yard carries, keep you ahead of the chains, and then Sakuchi is the is I don't want to say the changeup because that means he's the second option and he's definitely not the second option. I guess the the better um, metaphors he's the lightning to McKinney's thunder, and then let's go to the quarterbacks too. Jeff Heslop, I it seems like he is a lot healthier now. I mean, you just look at the numbers. Uh, he might not be able to run as great as he did last year, but he's still going to be a threat with the legs. He can sling it around. You're going to have to get pressure on him when he rolls out, have a man in his face. Armada showed you that. But for Noah LaValle and Marysville, this term has a negative connotation, and I don't know why because it doesn't need to. He needs to be a game manager. Hey, might ask you to throw 10 to 15 passes. Don't throw an interception. Know when to go down and throw it away. 
We don't need negative plays. And if he can just keep them on schedule, hey, you're getting the ball here, you're getting the ball here. Oh, I don't like this look. Hey, we're just going to run it up the middle on this play. Be able to manage the game and not have any catastrophic mistakes, which last year they really didn't. They just the talent gap was wide last year, and it is shrunk this year. I, they're not to Marine City, but they are within punching distance of Marine City. That if Noah Valley can just keep the keep Marysville on schedule and not make a critical mistake, I think that ups their chances. But again, Marine City is Marine City. They have Jeff Heslop. They have Zach Tetler. They have Anthony Rafino. They have dudes that you need to stop, and until or unless someone does, it's hard to say they're not the hands-down best team in the max over. Yeah, uh, and, and for in the case of Nola Valley, I don't want to take away a part of him. Ad-libbing is a part of Nola Valley, but this week you got to be smart and you can't force things. No, when you ad-lib, there's a way to ad-lib and be smart. Hey, you're rolling out and you want to throw on the run, do something, try to make a play. Maybe just fall down for a gain of two because Marine City's defense is taught. I mean, they are well coached. If someone stands you up, someone's coming from behind, chopping at the football, trying to create that big mistake. And we say it all the time. You can't make mistakes between uh, against Marine City or they will kill you. And the last thing I want to talk about in this game, the special teams. Marine City, more than any other team in this area, uses special teams as a weapon. The starburst sucks to prepare for you can either squib it and okay you're giving it to them at the 30 30 that, that's the best case scenario most times unless your name's evan woodard or you're kicking it deep and you don't 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 do don't don't do that don't kick deep i think marysville knows yes like so I, you have I to think, i'll be shocked if they kick one off deep so if you can find a way i mean would you say every time you kick off if you keep them inside the 30 that's a win yeah, but the the problem with the short kicks is a lot of times they're getting the ball 35 or plus, and that can hurt you too if you're giving them a short field all the time. Because that offense doesn't need a short field yeah. to be deadly. That's going to be where the game, if Marysville wants to pull off the upset, hey, keep the kickoffs contained. If you keep them inside the 35, I, I'd say that's a win. You're giving your defense 65 yards or more. Yeah, if your defense is worth its weight, it'll get some stops. The punts can't punt it straight to them. They like to run the, 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 the handoff, and it messes everything up. If you can just get the punts off, they, they never rush the punter. St. Clair did a really nice job with their rugby-style punt, and that's what helped their defense, especially in the first half. Gave them a lot of room behind them. If they can get the punts off, that's fine. And you're going to have to get a turnover at some point. But Marine City just doesn't make any mistakes. That is tough to do. And if Marine City cleans up their penalties, that makes it even tougher. So in both of these games, the PH Northern game and the Marysville Marine City game, the teams that are opportunistic are the teams that are going to win. Absolutely. Uh, there is one other MAC team we need to talk about. Yeah, St. Clair's at Lamphere this week. I, we said it a lot on the last uh, show. Um, Got to have a little more from the offense. Defense is going to be stout because Lampfear puts up points. Maybe I mean, Lampfear's played in one 8-6 game. The weather seemed fine that in week two. I don't know how that happened. Maybe center line's grass was up to their knees. Yeah, but. it's it's 
there is an anomaly and something went on. And I, if you've never been to where Centerline plays, it's the worst field in the history of fields. It makes uh, Yale Park look like Mecca. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this game will be on turf. Yeah. Lamphere has turf. You're going to have to lean on the defense. Get me three touchdowns. And we'll, we'll see where this one goes because this is a, a fighting for your playoff life type game because South Lake and Marysville are coming up, and I think the schedule gets tougher, not easier. Yeah, uh, yeah and if, if the Saints don't score at least three touchdowns in this game, I really don't see how they're going to go to Lamphere and get a win. And you're going to probably have an irritated Lamphere team on top of everything else right? going into this one. And even with last week's loss – they average better than 30 points a game. Right. So, All right. Anything else you want to mention where Anchor Bay and New Haven are just real quick? No, we're, okay. we're, we're good there. <laughs> so, no, there's too much else going on for me to worry about. All the, right. The, so, the, these are the, big that. ones. Um, Dennis, you'll be on the call for Port here on High Port here on Northern, 630 pregame, 730 kick. I'll be on the call for Arizona Marine City, 630 pregame, 730 or 7 o'clock kick. Stream one for Dennis, stream two for me. And it's it's a big night, and it, it'll it'll just be a lot of fun. This is what high school football is for. Oh, abs- absolutely stellar! If you're not with one of the games or going back and forth between the two, you're not a high school football fan in this area. And why are you listening? Yes, why are you listening right now? Uh, but we hope you'll continue to listen because we're going to talk about the BWAC next. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Let's take a look at what's going to go on in the uh, BWAC uh, this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with this game because it's the non-BWAC game, but North Branch will be 5-0 and after they beat Hamtramck 500 to nothing this week. Um, Hamtramck is bad, although they are coming off a win. Are they real? Yes. Shame on me. That one, game was one so, and three. Hamtramck. That game was no North so not a concern for me. A foregone conclusion that I didn't even look up what the Cosmos had done. I didn't even put. It, it's not even on the the Michigan historical site yet. They beat Bradford. Yeah, they beat Bradford. Uh, the MHSAA site had it. Well, Bradford um, has scored twenty points all year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that game was so – it didn't even make our picks. It was such <laughs> – I'm like, I'm not wasting a pick spot with this. We're going we're gonna to showcase an eight-man game with the picks because Dennis, I mean, anyone could have – no North Branch is going to win that game and win it by a lot. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have set up like – you, you could have said Hamtramck and 45, and I'd probably still take North Branch. In the first half. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Stop being mean. Uh, let's uh, let's do Richmond Emily City next. Okay. Uh, Richmond really needs a bounce back, and this is a good spot for Emily City to. They've at least. I mean, they're trying to improve. It's. We 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 said it all year. They're just not there yet. But this is a game that last year Emily City gave Richmond a scare. Had the ball with like under a minute left, but a, the ball and a chance to tie near the end. They just couldn't do it. 
Richmond needs this bounce back, though, in the worst way. If they have any hopes of making the playoffs, this and, is a gotta have. And it. we've talked about it. Richmond, a couple more wins might be enough. Four and for five, Blue Dittemans. But this is one that they've got to have because they still have to play Almont. They still have to play Armada. They will be the underdogs in and those games. Their next three games after this are North Branch, Almont, Armada. Yeah. So wow. They're going to be the underdogs in all. All three of those games, got to get this Emily City game. Have to have it. Uh, there's yeah, and, and for Emily City, they're thinking this is a chance to jump up and, and nab someone. So, hope, I'll be a little interested to see how this game goes. Okay, do you want to go to Crosslex Yale, the rivalry game, or Almont Armada, the biggest one in terms of standings? We'll we'll, we'll say say the 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 A teams. For for the last uh, game here, but uh, Croslex basically hasn't played for a couple of weeks now. I'm sure they're chomping at the bit. Yale answered the bell last week with with a very nice win, a win that I felt they had to get because this week was coming up, and this is going to be a tough ask. Yes, it is. I mean, Yale proved to me that. What I learned last week with some of the results. The top four of the BWAC are really, really good. Like the third or fourth place team in the BWAC this year probably is a top two team, if not wins it, and pick a random year of the BWAC. Yale also told me they are a, they are a good team. They're an above average team. But that's why the top four are so good is that they really took care of business against them. But then they play Richmond and they dominate them. But Croslex might be the top of those top four teams, yeah. and it's a rivalry game. And Croslex has had, like you said, two weeks to get ready for this game. They didn't play last week. Croslex is going to be a little fresher and a little ready to go, and they are going to be attacking. And I would like to see Yale give a good showing, but Croslex's defense is stupid good. Yes. Their offense is stupid good, and it would take – this would be the shocker of the year if Yale was able to pull this off. Well, and here's the other thing about it is Croslex is not going to look past this game. Despite records or whatever, it's a big deal to people in Croslex. They do not like Yale. This this is one of their big rivals, and it is a big deal to them to win this game. They will be ready to play this game. Yes, it will. And I mean, I think it was right after the Algonac game became official. You saw all over Twitter, it, it's rivalry week, the, the, the helmet game or whatever it's called. When there's a trophy involved, it's hard to, to look past a team because Croslex still has two big games, well, three big games, but two big BWAC games left on the schedule. And you don't want to be the team that loses one they shouldn't and it messes everything up. Although the next two teams we'll talk about, Elmont and Armada, are probably hoping one of those teams <laughs> trips up because they both have a loss in league play, and this is basically the stay in contention bowl. Yes. Yeah, we, we've already said it. Uh, the loser of this game has no chance at winning a league title. Their focus now goes on get it done so we're in the playoffs. Right, get ready for the postseason. Let's break this matchup down a little bit because this is an interesting interesting one the orange and black a teams dennis <laughs> armada i think has the size advantage yes i think they are stronger up front i think they are more physical up front but almont has that speed 
and they have different guys that can attack you. Measle, Furman, among others. North Branch, or, or North Branch. Batani. Uh, Batani. Armada is just going to run right at you. They'll say, B-gap. Stop us. Conan's coming. Stop the hole. And it's tough for a lot of teams to do that. Yeah, uh, and Armada will Conan you to death and Conan you to death and Conan you and to death. Fodale and you. then Fodale. And then Fodale will come in and give you that little bit different look, and it's it's a deadly combination. I think Armada will be Armada. They're going to ground and pound, and they're going to try to physically decimate Elmont. And for Elmont, it's, it's the speed game. Can they get through those bigs? and get into some space and cause havoc. Um, and and the, the offenses for me are not so much the story in this one. Mm-hmm. It's who plays better defense is going to win this game. Well, look to a year ago. Remember, last year the clock didn't strike midnight on Armada against Cross-Lex. It was the week before against Almont. They lose that 14-7, to ended their perfect regular season bid, and that is something they haven't forgotten about. Again, we talk about Armada. Hey, you're new to the big boy table. Haven't been in these big games a lot. You beat Marine City, you lose to Cross-Lex. This is a game that if you want that, that credibility going forward as, hey, we're still, still near the top, which they still could be. They'd need a little bit of help to get a BWAC title, but... Hey, you want to be a threat in D5, you want to be a threat in the BWAC, you go take care of Almont. And on the flip side, Almont's licking their wounds after the tough loss to North Branch. This is this is the middle of a three-game just terrible slate for Almont with North Branch, Armada, and Cross-Lex. See how they bounce back against Armada. This game is in Armada, if yes. I'm correct. Yes. You have to go on the road. You have to go on the road to Cross-Lex. If you don't get this one, you're staring at a, a three-game skid. You could still be a really good team, but staring at a three-game skid. Yeah, you're staring at a three three-game skid, and you still might win six games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good Goodrich is staring at yeah, you at the, the end of the year. Yeah, they do have Goodrich at, at the at the end. So, uh, Elmont uh, definitely has one of the the tougher remaining schedules of all the teams in the BWAC, but. They can so does everyone else they, in the BWAC. They, they can be up to the task, though. I mean, this this is a good football team. So I'm really, again, not 100% sure what I'm going to see in this football game. I kind of have a feel, but it wouldn't shock me if something else happened. No, be, and I'm leaning one way, too, but... There is, we've talked about it on on the last show with Marysville Marine City and for a long time with Portier on High and Northern. Until you beat them, it's kind of like that that monkey on your back. Let me do some live research as I try to figure out the last time Armada beat Almont. I'm sure it's been a long, long time because Almont's been really good for a long time. I'm still going back and Dennis talk for a minute while I, I try to read these scores. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know exactly what, what you're saying is because this is Armada kind of burst on the scene last year. Um, they're changing their culture there. Uh, and part of changing your culture is what Mooney is doing right now. Right. Beating teams you haven't beaten before. How about that transition real quick? 2004 was the last time Armada beat 
Almont. So that's so a long time. That's almost two decades of losing to the same team, and that was a one and eight Almont team. That was before they really figured out what they were doing. So you're right. That is a very long time. Um, but like you said, Mooney snapped that streak last week against Shrine. Don't trip over Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes. And, don't and- do it because. Don't take, don't be last year's Armada and take a little bit of that shine off the rose uh, for the Everest game in a week's time. Um, and uh, normally when Mooney comes up, we immediately go Hazen later. He had five touchdowns. He's already surpassed his yardage from last season when he rushed for over 1,100 yards. Right. Um, I mean, he's just been fantastic. I saw Coach Cannell earlier today just beaming about his leader and how when they took him out of the game in the second half last week, he carried the water out onto the field during the timeouts for the guys who were playing. And and he's like, guys with the elite superstar mentality don't do that. Right. They don't do that. He's like, this guy, like I, I think he wants to adopt him. <laughs> Which, I, I, he just thinks he's a great guy. But Which Gleak teams take notice. Come on. Yeah. He can play Wayne State. Mooney keeps doing things that they haven't done. Do you know, because they have back-to-back shutouts now, so I looked it up today. I didn't even realize that. I looked it up today. They had never had back-to-back shutouts before. 2001, there were two games, but one of them was a forfeit. So that doesn't count. St. Florian forfeited, and then the next week. That school doesn't exist anymore. Well, the, the, then the next week they beat St. Alphonsus or somebody. <laughs> so 2001 the, schedule doesn't yeah. exist anymore. So this is the first time on the field they've had oh. back-to-back shutouts with their defense. The school record for shutouts in a season is three, uh, and they haven't done that since 2005. Real quick, I just want to go over their 2001 schedule. There is one team that is still playing 11-man football. You ready for Mooney's 2001 schedule? CPS, eight-man team. Mount Carmel. They don't play anymore. Drexel. Drexel is probably still around. Let let me check that. But next one, as you mentioned, St. Florian. Redford Drexel had not played since 2003. Okay. Um, St. Florian, St. Alphonsus. They're done. uh, Taylor Light and Life Christian. They're done. Holy Redeemer. They're done. Shrine. We got one. Zoe Christian. Zoe Christian is not playing anymore. Gallagher. Gallagher is not playing anymore. (laughs) It's like a graveyard of old Catholic schools. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just looked back and I'm yeah. like, none of these places exist. So, but, but it's kind of been fun these last couple of years, kind of checking off. Oh, Mooney hasn't done this since then. They haven't done that. They've never done this. And it seems like every week we're saying something that either Mooney's never done or haven't done for a long time that they're doing now. Right. Lakes is down. They're struggling. Um, Mooney is the favorite going into this football game at home. But don't skip over this week, guys. Get your W this week because next week is Everest. Yes. And that might be for the prep bowl. Take care of business because, like I said, if you beat Lakes, does not matter. Regardless of what happens in every other Catholic League game, 
Everest will 100% be for the prep bowl. Yeah. If you don't, then you're scoreboard watching. And then, well, if we beat Everest or if we lose, depending on if Everest wins, then it could be a three-way tie and you have to go, no, take care of a bad team. You've done it so far this season. I mean, their close game was Liggett, and I think Liggett's going to turn out to be really good. Parkway Christian Shrine, the two teams that we expected them to beat and expected them to beat kind of handily, they won 84 to 13. Yeah. So do that again. Get Hazen later the water bottles to run out in the fourth quarter. That'll be the sign of a good game. Yes. All right. Uh, Ubley. And stay healthy and get healthy. Ubley looking to go to 5-0, and oh, and they head to Memphis, who have not won. And uh, they'll be 5-0. and oh. They'll be 5-0. and oh. I want better for the Yellow Jackets, but Ubley is the best team, not just in the GTC East, but maybe Division Eight. And Memphis is the last place team in the GTC East. Yes. Uh, Harbor Beach looks to bounce back. They're at Marlette. This is an interesting one because this is kind of where we talked about Armada maybe a year ago. This is that prove-it game. Okay, both teams, their one loss was to Ubley. Throw it out the window. Ubley's that damn good. Marlette's three wins. Carroll, USA, and Sandusky, maybe not great. But Harbor Beach, USA, recent Cass City, I mean, is that much better. And Marlette is always seems to be the third or fourth team behind Ubley and Harbor Beach and depending on where Sandusky is. I'd like to see Marlette, if you win this game, you gain a lot of credibility. It's not just, oh, yeah, they played an easy schedule to start, to start and you go to, oh, they're a good team. They beat Beach, and now it looks like they could have an 8-1 and one season if you win this game. Yeah, I actually think this is an important game for both teams, but, yeah, for Marlette to kind of get over the hump and have people go, all right, we need to take Marlette seriously. They need to win this football game. Uh, and and for Beach, everybody thought that you were the one team that might be able to stand up to Ubley and Ubley, kick, to nothing and Ubley kick some dirt on you. You need to shake that dirt off and go out and say, wait a minute, we're still a really good football team. Interesting one. The other interesting one in the East, Cass City and Sandusky. Well, Cass City, has, Sandusky. Cass City has beaten the two teams they were supposed to beat, and they lost to two really good teams. Sandusky, they've got uh, one win this year and three, well, two decisive losses, and they did all right against Marlette while well, it was 28-14. And here's the thing about Sandusky. The only teams they have lost to are they're all undefeated Sands Ubley. The only team, I mean, they lost to Bad Axe and Marlette, two teams that have lost to Ubley. Yeah. That's not a bad, that's a tough schedule to start when you go Laker, Bad Axe, and then you had the win against Memphis, then Marlette. This, and you're fighting for your playoff lives here because then you have Harbor Beach and Ubley on the other side. Yeah, and I just the, – the, the, the thing that bothers me is that they gave up 101 points those first two yeah. games. That's a lot. It is. Um, it is. So I, I, and Cass, I think Cassidy scored 70 last week yes. and 50 in their first win. Yeah. So when they win, they win big. Yes, they, <laughs> yes, they do. Um any other 11-man games? Those are actually all the 11-man uh, games. Um, real real quick, I'll mention these because I know we want to talk about Brown City. Um, K-Pac will be at Mayville. I actually – I know K-Pac put a little bad taste in your mouth, but I think Oakland Christian's pretty good. I do too. Um, uh, K-Pac and Mayville, I, I, I think this is a, 
a pretty even matchup. Yep. They'll be at Mayville this week. Uh, Oakland Christian will be at Deckerville. And this will be interesting because these might be the two best teams in the Stars. I think Deckerville or not Deckerville. Oakland no, I don't want to. I don't want to pull out pull out Kingston either because Kingston's in the mix too. I think Oakland Christian's damn good, but Kingston beat Oakland Christian, so this is the big boy game. Deckerville, prove you're still one of the elites. Uh, Peck has a tough game at Bay City All Saints. A, a Peck win here, and I think they're the front runner in the stripes. Yeah, what has All Saints been doing? They're two and the, two. They lost to what Merritt, and they lost to. Who was their other loss? Off uh, the top of my it head. was somebody out of the uh, stars. I think. Let, let, let me find this real quick. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I Peck needs this game, and you're feeling really good. They lost to oh Oakland Christian. Yeah. So there you and, go. And Merritt is at CPS. Both teams are two and two. Merritt's won two weeks in a row. I think CPS has lost games that they feel like they could have won. Uh, and and they also had that nice uh, win a couple of weeks ago. So I I think that's an intriguing game. Yes. Now, the most intriguing eight-man game is 4-0 Brown City at 4-0 Martin. Um, This is a slobber knocker. Let me tell you about the Clippers. The Clippers. The Clippers. Since going to eight-man, they are 23-4, Brady. Impressive. Their only regular season loss – 2020, they COVID forfeited a game to Lawrence. So they haven't lost. So in the regular season on the field, they have not lost. So Yeah, so. Their other three losses are playoff games, two to Lenaway Christian, both in the semifinals, and Lenaway Christian went on to win the championship. They lost their first eight-man game last week, by the way, Lenaway Christian did. And the other one was to Cologne, who went on to win the state title that year. After knocking out uh, Martin in the uh, the playoffs, so and they and Martin's been to the semifinals the last two years. So last week at home, Brown City had a big win over Sutton's Bay, who'd been to the finals three years in a row. Now they go on the road to Martin. I believe Martin is number two. I saw them at number one. No, yeah, number one, number in two. Division I, one. Yeah. So this is a. Very interesting game to me because I was impressed with Brown City. Um, and if they win this game, Brady, they are on the map as a state title contender. They're not on the map. They're, I mean, you're Google mapping how to get to the Superior Dome at that point. Like, I mean, it, there it, are still other good there teams are good out teams. There. There's, uh, like we said, Adrian Lenaway Christian, Deckerville is a team that I'm sure would take exception to what we're saying. Uh, Martin as well. But if you beat Martin in Martin, which is what a three-hour bus ride, probably, probably it's on the southwest side of the state. You might be leaving right now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but you win this game, Dennis. Brown City is going to be thought of as the maybe the favorite to win the state title. And, I mean, that last week was a huge credibility win. A huge credibility win over a team that had played in a state championship three years in a row, and you beat them. And it did get interesting for a while, but you put the foot on the throat. Follow it up with a win here, and, yeah, the the Brown City gravy train is going to be rolling strong. But here's here's the other thing. I, I think this is going to be a tougher game. Than Sutton's Bay was, and Sutton's Bay actually was a tough game. 
On the road, yes, and a better opponent, yes. But that's why we play the game, Dennis. Let me give you some quick stats. Brown Citizens going to eight man, four and zero. Haven't had a game within three scores. Well, last week was three scores. Oh yeah, no, no, eighteen is three scores. Yeah, we haven't. Well, like I meant, like with all oh, lower, like than less three than scores. three okay. scores. So there you go. Yeah. There's a stat for you. Yeah. No, and Brown City can run the football. I didn't even get to see their spread offense last week because they ran the football for 500 yards. They didn't need to throw. And I have to imagine the Green Devils are going to be hungry. I hope they don't feel they're satisfied. And it is a long but a business trip to Martin. Yeah. So that's a good one. Uh, If I had uh, a private jet, we would jet you out to that one. What, on Saturday? Yeah. Actually, it's a Friday night game, but it's a front. Yeah, they are leaving. According to the site, they play at 7 on Friday. All right. Well, congratulations, football players. You get to miss all of school (laughs) Friday. Um, (laughs) Which maybe it'll get changed. You know, the the MHSAA site isn't always good with that. Yes. And yeah, because teams don't like to change it until after the game's played. Anyway, anything else, Dennis? (laughs) That's all I got. All right. I've been holding off and stalling as long as I can. Picks up next, baby. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. 
This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Hello, welcome back. It's time for the picks, but before we go to this week's picks, we have to go back a week. Dennis, you continue your tear. Had two 10-0 weeks um, out there from the people, we had Corey and uh, Brian both go ten and zero. Dennis, the the people, there was a lot of people that picked, but only two go ten and zero. Dennis, you keep up your pace. You're you're doing great right now. Only uh, three misses in four weeks. This is very unlike me. Um, and again, I'm just going to preface by saying uh, this is a tough week with a lot of with a lot of guesses. Yes, it is, Dennis. Real quick, you want to go over everyone else's standings. All right. Well, I'm 37 and three. Brady's 32 and eight, and has already conceded. Yes. Um, and is getting is playing for the number one pick now. Yes. Uh, our guests are 31 and uh, nine, and the I don't know the the percentage thing you give me. Oh, the people. The of the people is. They're 33 and 7. So they're in second place. Our guest this week, Brian Jamison. We'll get right to it. It's time for the picks. Woo! Fakes the handoff, rolls out near side. He has pressure from behind. He's hit, ball comes out into the hands of a Mariner and into the end zone. Touchdown, Marine City. Quick hitter this time, and it's Furman with Rome. Down the far sideline to the 10, to the 5, and he is into the end zone. I don't know what we're yelling about. Damasca cuts up, slips one tackler near the goal line, and touchdown, North Branch. Will Damasca just got over the line. Espinoza rolling out, throwing man wide open. It's Gonzalez. They got him this time. He'll make the catch, and he's into the end zone for a pioneer touchdown. All right, what did Bo Callahan do? He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny. He lied. Hand off Conan. He plows his way to the three, to the two, across the goal line. Touchdown, Tigers. He'll start from his own one-yard line. Up ahead to the five, to the 10, 15. He's hit. The ball comes loose. Scramble for it. Vikings football. And Bloink, straight drop, setting up a screen pass. Complete to prone. He's got room. 
2015. 10, 5, into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Up the middle, Hazenlayer. He's got room to work. 45, 40, 35, 25. Good night, Brendan Hazenlayer into the end zone. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. Dennis Stutton is still the man. Coach Brian Jamison with us from Port here on Northern. Coach, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. It's kind of a big week this week uh, in Port here on, isn't it? Yes, it is. My Huskies are going to travel to Royal Stadium Friday night. <laughs> They're on the road. On the road. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but we'll start for the first time this year with eight-man football, a big matchup as Brown City takes the long bus ride down to Martin in a battle of two 4-0 teams. Brian Jamison, who wins this eight-man matchup? I got to go with Brown City. For all I know about Brown City, <laughs> they're usually good on the road. All right, Dennis Stuckey, over to you. All right, so my heart says take Brown City in this one, but my brain says Martin's been there, done that. Brown City, you're the new kid on the block, so you're going to have to win this game before I start saying you're going to win this game. So I'm going to go with Martin. Dennis, I do agree with you. Brown City is a great story, and I think they have a legitimate chance to win this game. That's a long bus ride to go and beat a state power in Martin. Give me Martin, the people, picking Brown City 75%, so a split jury on the, the first game of the week. This is going to be a fun set of picks. Let's stay up in the thumb. 11-man football in the GTC East. Cass City travels to 1-3. Sandusky could be an interesting matchup. Both teams fighting for their playoff lives. Dennis Stuckey, who wins? The Red Hawks or the nameless Sandusky team? Uh, I'm going to go with Cass City in this one. Again, they've been winning the games they're supposed to win. Uh, I know Sandusky has some tough losses to some really good teams. I think Cass City's another really good team. I think Cassidy is a good team. The problem with Sandusky is in their losses, they weren't that close. They weren't super competitive. Give me Cassidy. Maybe another close loss for Sandusky, but a loss nonetheless for Sandusky. Brian Jamison. I am also going with Cassidy. Cassidy on the road. All right, and the people agree. 86% of the people picking Cassidy. And one more game up in the thumb. Battle of two three and one teams. Harbor Beach goes inland to take on Marlette. Both teams only lost is to Ubley. See who comes out the victor. I'll start us off. I'm going to take Beach. Again, we talked about this. Marlette, if they win this game, kind of like Brown City, then you can start talking about them in that category. But until they do, give me the road team in Harbor Beach. Brian Jameson. I gotta go Marlette. I got my good buddy Steve Disselras, a Marlette graduate. <laughs> He's a freshman basketball coach. You gotta, I gotta go with Marlette at home. Dennis Stuckey, break the tie. I know they took it on the chin last week, but the beach is back. Uh, Harbor Beach will win this one. The people agree. 72% of the people on the Pirates. Let's move to the BWAC and one of the first of three big rivalry games, the the helmet game or whatever this rivalry is called. Cross-Lex, 4-0, coming off a bye week, traveling to Yale, feeling good after a win against Richmond. Brian Jamison, who wins this game and why? Cross-Lex, uh, just they're rolling. The athletes galore. Uh, Cross-Lex is the alpha right now. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, I took Yale last week. I'm taking Cross-Lex this week. I like the way Brian put it. Cross-Lex is the alpha. Give me Cross-Lex. The people agree. A hundred percent of the people on the Pioneers for this matchup. Staying in the BWAC. 
MLA City looking for win number one on the season. They travel south to Richmond. Dennis Stuckey, can the Spartans find a win in Richmond? Richmond will win this uh, ball game. They'll bounce back from a tough loss at Yale last week. Richmond's back is against the wall. They're going to be fighting. They are going to be clawing. They do not want to be the team that loses to MLA City, and they won't be give me Richmond as well. Brian Jameson. I'm also going with the Blue Devils. All right, 100% of the people agree the Blue Devils are the pick of the people. And we'll go to our final BWAC matchup of the week as Almont 3-1, coming off a loss to a really talented North Branch team, goes to Kyle Rowley and Armada. I will get us started. This is going to be a very fun BWAC matchup. This is a matchup between two teams that I think can make deep runs in the playoffs. They stumbled early in BWAC play. Doesn't mean they aren't damn good football teams, but I like Armada's size just a little bit more. They they expel some of those demons. Give me a weird 16-13 to 13 win for Armada. Brian Jameson. This actually is the one game I did some research on. I talked to one of my BWAC guys. All right, Armada is holding serve at home. Dennis Stuckey making a sweep. Are you going with the Raiders? Flipped a coin and it landed on its side. So I said a couple <laughs> of expletives and then decided I'll go with Armada. All right, the home team with the clean sweep. The people, 75% on Armada. That one seems a little much. Almont's a good football team. Going to be a good test on Friday night. Speaking of good football teams, Marine City Cardinal Mooney at home as they bring in Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes. Could it be a trap game for Cardinal Mooney? They just knocked off Shrine for the first time in 30 years. They bring in Everest next week. Brian Jameson, can Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes play spoiler, or is Mooney too damn good? Mooney just has the running back galore there. He's amazing, so let's go with Mooney. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, I'm going with uh, with Mooney because they're the better team. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a boring analysis, but they're the better team. They'll have the best players on the field and take care of business, get healthy, get ready for Everest, and secure a spot in the prep bowl. People agree 100% of the people on Mooney. You like that, Dennis? I haven't missed the people's pick yet so far. So far. There's still three games to there go. There are three games to go, and we'll start with the one that doesn't include two local teams. St. Clair has to go on their only real long bus ride of the year as they go down to Madison Heights, Lamphere. Lamphere coming off a loss against Marysville. St. Clair had to scratch, claw, and fight their way to get a win in overtime against Clintondale. Dennis Stuckey, can the Saints get it done on the road? Well, you know, I picked Lamphere last week, and they lost to Marysville. You'd think I'd learn my lesson. But I'm picking the Rams again this week. you got to score points to win. And until you prove to me you can score those points, I'm going to take St. Clair. I'm going to take Lamphere, excuse me. St. Clair needs to prove it to me. Give me Lamphere at home. Brian Jamison. I'm going to Saints. For just the only reason is <laughs> I know a lot of Saints and uh, good people down there. So uh, I'll go with St. Clair in this one. I like Hey, he can pick up a couple games if, if the local teams do well. The people picking Lampfear as well. 80% of the people on Lampfear. Now, one of the two historic rivalry games with our local MAC teams. The Marysville Vikings take the trip south. They'll go down King Road to East China Stadium as they take on the Marine City Mariners. Brian Jameson, you start us off here. A very, very old rivalry. Marine City's... Dominated the last two decades. Does it continue? Got to go with the Mariners. Uh, they've just been ridiculously good. 
consistent. I mean, Marysville does have tradition, but right now, Main City is Dennis Stuckey, does Marysville surprise people at East China, or is Marine City just still Marine City? I think Marysville might surprise people at East China, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the football game. I'm going with the Mariners again until they start losing consistently, which I don't see happening anytime soon. No, no. Marine <laughs> City is the, the top dog, especially in the Max Silver. Now, I gave you all the reasons how I think Marysville could win this game. I think they have a very good shot. And if Marine City is not taking this team seriously, they will falter. But Marine City is going to get this win. It's going to be a closer game than I think some people might want to think. But Marysville just isn't quite there yet. Give me the Mariners. The people agree. 100% of the people on Marine City, which I figured a couple people would take the Vikings. They're not that big of an underdog, are they, Dennis? Uh, you know, I maybe they were before last week. But after last week, you know, you got to give Marysville uh, a chance in this game. But... I do think that people are right that Marine City is the team to beat here. They are, but still, that seems really overwhelming. Anyway, that's what the people pick, and let's go on to the big one. The Crosstown Showdown has never been a better time for this rivalry. Basically, the last half decade has been just battle after battle after battle. Friday night will be the same. Port here on Northern 4-0. They're the road team. Port here on high will be in their home uniforms. They're 3-1, but their one loss is the Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Brian Jameson, I don't think this needs to be asked, but who's winning this game and why? Uh, yeah, I got to go with my Huskies. And for lots of reasons, the main one is I look these kids in the eyes every day at school. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I do believe my Huskies, but I do know Port here on is very good, very well coached. The, the main reason is he doesn't want to get I, run out of the yeah, north end with torches and pitchforks. But no, I, Coach Rollins will have him ready Friday night. Dennis Stuckey, where did your coin land when you flipped it for this game? It landed on PH, and I think that's where I'm going to stay with it. I've been going back and forth uh, Monday. I was leaning towards Northern. Tuesday, I convinced myself PH was going to win. Wednesday, I hedged my way back to Northern. Uh, and now it's uh, it's now, and I'm back on PH. Wow, so I get to break the tie. And I'm going to give you two reasons that it very slightly leans one way. One, it'll be a dry night. And two, Luke Fletcher won't be playing. Port here on high gives Northern their first loss of the season in another iconic battle in this rivalry the people taking port here on northern 83 percent on the huskies dennis we are going against the will of the people on this one yeah but the, the the people are still clinging to week one and again it's week five now people judge teams on how they're playing in week five not how they played in week one against a bunch of robots. Okay, uh, Dennis, do you want to go over um, everyone's picks real quick before we send this home? Well, surprisingly, uh, you and I agreed on everything this week. Boring. Well, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to just take random guesses to try to go back. I almost took a few risks, but I thought you would take Brown City. I was taking random guesses, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> just be clear, Ron. So, Other than one. Hey, the guests are the defending champs. You do the have guests a, are the defending you champs. You do have a pedigree to hold up to. Uh, and, and Coach Jameson was different on us with 
three games. Yep. So there, there is the chance there to separate from you and gain ground on me. Yep. If he's right. And what about if the- he's wrong? You, the guests are completely out of it, and none of the other ones are going to want to show up now. <laughs> well, hey, Sorry, he, he's he's taking the the big three. Any uh, difference with the people? Yeah. The, well, the people went with Northern. We went with uh, PH. And other than that, it looks like. We agree on well. They did take Brown City, and we took Martin. So yes, there's two did. games there where they could uh, do some damage to us. He's Dennis Stuckey. He will be at the Crosstown Showdown, six thirty pregame, seven o'clock kick on Stream One. I'll be at Marysville Marine City, same time, six thirty pregame, seven o'clock kick, and then Saturday at twelve forty, you get to see Mooney march on, try to knock off Lakes again. That is a twelve forty pregame with a one o'clock kick. Did I miss anything, Dennis? You did not. This is a great week uh, in the area. If you're not excited for high school football this week, you don't have a pulse. There you go. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. As usual, appreciate you guys having me. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.